Hello and welcome to this, my first series of podcasts, Conversations on the Menopause. Conversations with real women like you and I about our experiences, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and our hopes and aspirations for the future. Hello and welcome. I am joined today by Dr. Sue Smith, GP, acupuncturist, NLP practitioner, behavioural change coach, lifestyle medicine practitioner, founder of Flourish for Life Limited. Hello and welcome, Sue. Hi. For our second part of our conversation. And um, I think actually, I imagine that this part of the conversation will very much be about you and um, <laughs> and telling us all about, um, firstly, what lifestyle medicine is, because I'm sure there are lots of people out there that haven't heard of it and don't know what it is. And um, I think that would be a good place to start. Yeah, well, lifestyle medicine, I always like have to say it's more the medicine of lifestyle as an evidence-based practice. So basically we divide the medicines into six main pillars, uh, at least um, the British Society of Lifestyle Medicine and the American College describe six pillars. And in those six pillars, they're all interrelated. So the, the main thing is they don't stand apart as pillars, they are all working interrelated. Um, to go through them is, is uh, physical activity, nutrition, sleep, um, mental health and well-being, um, uh, where have I got to, uh, connection, healthy relationships and the elimination of um, harmful or harm, I like to say harm, but harmful substances as well, to reduce and minimising them. And they're all linked, okay, so, um, but within them, there is a growing evidence of um, if effectiveness for specific things that we can do in our own lives uh, that will impact our health and our well-being. So reducing health uh, impact of um, uh, conditions. So we, we say we can uh, obviously prevent conditions, we can treat conditions, and we can potentially reverse conditions. And that's extremely exciting. So historically, lifestyle was seen very much as preventative medicine. Um, but in fact, uh, it can be used as medicine for conditions and for reversing conditions. And one good example would be diabetes, for example. Um, so someone gets diagnosed uh, as a diabetic um, by using lifestyle measures, um, good nutrition, good sleep, good physical activity, um, they can actually reduce the metrics, the numbers down so that people no longer are diabetic, um, which is you know, a reversal condition. So, um, and so that, that kind of is, is where we stand. So the, um, the actual elements of each pillar are probably things that we all can understand and relate to as well. Um, but it's always worth knowing and, and knowing what they are. And for some conditions, um, we may be wanting to have specific advice and, and compare to another condition, for example. So uh, that's more individualized. Um, but you know, broadly speaking, they are. Excellent. Uh, lifestyle medicine is all about. Yeah. 
And how do you think how do you think the perimenopause and the menopause would fit into that system? Hugely, I think you know. I always think we are all as women going to go through the menopause. It may be very early, kind of earlyish average or, or late uh, in our lives so it's when our, um, our uh, reproductive organs our ovaries uh, endocrine system that is driving our ovaries starts to shut down starts to no longer you know produce the hormones and that can be over about seven years um, maybe less maybe more generally around uh, that time um, where it starts to to slow down and start to not work. Now, that usually on average is kind of mid 40s to early 50s. Now, I don't think there's many women out there that wouldn't say that is generally a pretty tricky time of life anyway. Okay? By that time, most of us have got, you know, got into work that, or maybe even several areas of work keeping the money coming in, maybe supporting a whole family, um, supporting the, the bills and everything that gets life, we get through life with. Um, you may have produced children. Um, you may have a very high pressure job. Um, you may have worked hard for since your 20s and 30s. In your 40s, you start to take on more responsibility. So generally in our 40s to 50s, our life has become far more complicated than in our 20s, um, uh, on the whole, uh, very generally speaking. So menopause comes at a time that's already quite complex. And not just that, you know, we've gone through life maybe for 40, 50 years um, of learning various things. And this could be belief systems that aren't really that helpful. Um, and you may, we may have created patterns that aren't necessarily um, supporting uh, good behaviours, um, patterns or as you could call them habits, the things that we do just to get through the week, the month, the year, um, that by the time our hormones start playing up, um, they, um, they're well established. So at this time, um, life is complicated generally um, yeah. and um, so in terms of lifestyle I often feel I mean certainly for myself that menopause can be an opportunity to uh, you know if you reframe it an opportunity to take stock of where we're at we're almost forced into it because we can't pick ourselves out of bed in the morning because we're aching or whatever it is that we've got symptoms from um, and start to rethink what we're doing sometimes with lifestyle it takes quite a big shove from behind change things you know and um uh so lifestyle can become something that we start looking at um the other side of that coin is lifestyle can be incredibly helpful really helpful for symptoms so um can it can help control um or stabilize our hormonal symptoms um, and our nervous system, so our mental health um, uh, as well, you know, which can be impacted by hormones. So our body is a whole, you know, brain um, is connected to, you know, our nervous system. Our nervous system is connected to every single organ in our body. And there's a two-way messaging system going on in our nervous system, but also our blood system, our endocrine system. And so there's kind of a whole orchestra playing out. 
um, all the time. So the um, the menopause is like someone's come in and switched off one of one of the plugs, and so it's like, whoa, this is all a bit kind of. I really like that analogy. I love that analogy of an orchestra. I've never ever thought of it like that before, and I'll, and I will always think of it like that because that's just so so good. Um, oh, I love that. It's kind of empowering because it might switch off some of the bits of the orchestra you didn't want or it might actually make the sound so awful you to rethink the tune you know so it's one of those things that you to kind of rethink how are you going to play this one now and um do you know what lifestyle can make a big difference so we um we see hugely you know obviously we all know that as our estrogen drops is a risk to bone health bone density so that's a nice simple example so doing exercise could increase bone density so particularly weight bearing exercise you know as a physio you know this is really important so um and it can help build muscle that we start to lose rapidly around this age we start to lose muscle well the old adage you know if you don't use it you lose it 100 true but you can stimulate it you can get it going again so yeah. things like exercise doing it in an environment that's fun so you're having the connection part of the pillar you know having it with uh, relationships you're yeah. out of the house you're leaving everything you know just behind for a few moments going out and joining a few friends to have a run or do some you know exercise somewhere else or you know anything that makes you happy you know be using your muscles using your body so exercise is really important for um heart health and for muscle and bone health and for mental health because mental health is huge so it can add it's a huge um evident space of helping with symptoms such as anxiety so you know if you are suffering with quite a long anxiety the treatment could be finding somewhere to start picking your feet up and going for that little jog in between the walk picking up to more of a jog you know the couch 5k is a great initiative so just start i did that it was great absolutely yeah. loved it exactly and i can hear it in your voice so there's the excitement and achievement and connection and people and so many different things going on in that one thing you know yeah. that could be the medicine that would trump any medical kind of tablet thing you know yes you've got to get your shoes on yes you've got to get yeah. out of the house but do you know what it lasts longer and it actually makes you healthier for longer in your life whereas a tablet doesn't have that promise it only deals with the symptoms so you know it's actually going further upstream the thing with lifestyle medicine and just to clarify lifestyle medicine doesn't replace conventional medicine this is where often we we we're not going into a different room we're in the same room and we're all dealing with the same people but it's alongside conventional and public health so they, it's almost they all join together and they overlap um so it's incredibly important to understand that um so it has a role in every condition everyone's life because you know what it's our body and our body is better with better lifestyle uh, our body and our brain so if we can do that and we can start to empower ourselves to do that then everything um makes you know gets better so the um um the emphasis of lifestyle medicine is looking at if you imagine i think it's been related to this many times if you imagine a um, a sink over you know with the tap on yeah so, um or even a hose pipe into a bucket and the bucket starts overflowing that's the disease the disease is the overflowing bit it's when we start becoming obvious is things are coming out you know are creating a system well lifestyle's going up to the top of that hose pipe if you want and looking at 
looking at the, the tap, looking at what's turning that on, what is upstream if you want. Another one is, you know, um, people at the end of a, a waterfall, um, you know, medics on the side of the pond at the end of the waterfall, fishing people out of that, you know, they're falling over the waterfall, fishing people out and resuscitating them and they're fishing another one out. Well, actually, life science is going up to the top of that waterfall, going along that river and finding out where the people are falling in. You know, what's going on further upstream and getting them out at a much earlier stage so they're not going into that river, not going over the waterfall, not needing to be fished out in the worst state. So that, that's a kind of analogy or whatever metaphor of um, what we try to do with lifestyle medicine. Of course, acute medicine still needed, of course, conventional medicine is still there. And an overlap, sometimes the whole, you know, that's where, you know, the hormone replacement would fit in, you know, the medical, medical solution, if you want, for something that is, is happening in someone's life. Um, and, you know, you know we, we often would, particularly there's a lot of mental health might be suggesting things like CBT, for example. So that's, you know, addressing that head on, if you want. Um, and I think the CBT is in the NICE guidance, isn't it, as well? I think. In the NICE guidance is first off, obviously, if someone's really severely affected by mental health, you've got to deal with it. Of course, you know, like I said earlier, um, uh, the HRT may be something you want to try as well alongside that, depending on where people are and um, like individually. But yeah, we're wanting to look at um, CBT as approach to someone understanding how their mind is working in terms of their thoughts and the behaviours and their, the outcome of those. Um, and that can really, really help that personal self-awareness um, mm. can give that person again that control, that understanding of what these things are meaning for them yeah. um you know what is anxiety to me and what's how can i intercept those thoughts um and that's where cbt fits in other areas of that, that can help menopause is um not surprisingly stopping smoking reducing alcohol alcohol is a big one because you know in our society alcohol is relatively normalized and alcohol can actually create symptoms. It can create, aggravate anxiety and upset our sleep. One of the main pillars of lifestyle medicine is sleep. If we disturb our sleep with um, alcohol, can disturb many, many of the hours of sleep. It disturbs the natural sleep process. That then interferes with what sleep's there for. What sleep's there for regeneration, uh, repair, huge amount of gut uh, activity going on in our microbiome our gut is responsible for a huge amount of jobs in our microbiome is our almost um, um, team that, that we kind of bring in to help us do all the, the required um, activities for our body um, so they're outsourced if you want or they're outsourced team of workforce uh, to allow our body to function and at night that's where these little critters go to work and they need that time so if we're disturbing that sleep then the outcome is disturbed in hormonal control disturbed immune system and a whole host of things. so sleep's really important so really anything that interferes with sleep Anything that improves sleep, so activity in the day, getting out in the day, having the circadian rhythm control, uh, that will help your, your gut health and your gut health and your sleep health helps your, your hormonal health. Um, and um, 
figures for, for flushes, you know, a big thing about flushes, they're not very nice, um, but food, particularly spicy foods can aggravate it, working out what it is for yourself, alcohol could be one of them, um, and um, that can really help with symptoms. Um, the, the pillar of mental well-being and stress reduction, relaxation, another huge area, so really kind of going into what it is for you, that could be crocheting you know just having some time yeah. doing something craft related or it could be going for a walk in nature it could be going for a run you know whatever it is that helps relax you it could be meditation yoga but it's not for everyone it's just finding out what it is that you yes. have to um and it's really almost tapping into yourself again isn't it really yeah absolutely and i think sometimes as we've gotten older and become more mature and like you say there are so many demands upon our time and yeah. and our attention that actually we we become sort of moved further down the list of priorities really and it is what you've just said there is like coming back to that self-awareness what makes me tick what makes me happy and i really do think and i know you know you might be sat there in an awful perimenopause state but I've been there and I understand it. it's not nice but I, sometimes you know you go through it and you work out solutions you think do you know what that's that's created an opportunity for me to really be in that place that you've just described Louise you know hang on a minute I'm, I'm just gonna take a breather and start looking at what I need and I think because we're almost conditioned aren't we again I think to put everybody else before ourselves and I, and I think and, and that includes work as well as mm. as not just about our home life it's about everything becomes more important than we are yeah and I wonder if for some women um the perimenopause and the menopause is almost like a natural break for them to sort of say do you know what actually this is my time now yeah I need to refocus my life and and take something back for me really yes and I think that's where this awareness of menopause is so good because we are literally going upstream aren't we and saying oh maybe you do have a few symptoms maybe maybe things can be be um, in, you know impacted by lifestyle or, or medication or a bit of both, and I think um, the uh, that is a good thing. You know that is a good thing because we get a lot of purpose as women. We might get a lot of purpose from how we run our family or what, what we do for work, and we don't want that that jeopardised. You know, so it's something that actually this matters to me, my work or what I do at home. You know how I how I how I um, run my home, how I have, you know, how I look after my children, whatever it is that gives you that purpose. There's so many different types for each person. Purpose, work can be one of them. And, and then that to be jeopardized is, is what, so it's a balancing act, isn't it? Between, we are always better at everything we do if we're better. Yes. And, and functioning to our best. You know, that's kind of a bit of switching the frame up to be, do you know, if I look after myself, everyone else benefits and I'm that, doing that without feeling guilty yeah <laughs> you really take a bit of re reasoning to think hang on a minute if I actually am in a better place which means I've got to come first actually everyone else is in a better place so actually I'm doing a better job of putting them first as well so it's one of these kind of if you're right I think um you know not just mothers if you want it could be people that have taken up other roles in life that are to have taken the center stage whatever that is you know um that center stage won't be working as well for you if you're not on it as well so you need to be there present and active in your 
in, as the main player in your life, yeah. um, which is which is lovely. Just actually, on, on, for my, I think she was probably about eight at the time. Wrote me, or maybe better than that. She wrote a little daughter of mine. Wrote a little thing. Remember, you're the main player in your life. I don't know where she got it from. Yeah. And she was only about. I must maybe ten. We <laughs> all got it up. Remember, you're the main player in your life. And you're thinking, actually, oh. that's an important message, isn't it? Um, wow, that's a great message. The young person, she obviously could see I was, I was yeah. actually, you know, maybe uh, playing settle second fiddle to things. Oh, but, uh, but that idea, yeah, I think, you know, your big message is blues. I can't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's a, I think that's a perfect message to, to finish our conversation about lifestyle medicine. And yeah. I hope people explore it more. Absolutely. And, they, and they can come and find you at Flourish, can't yeah. they, on the Wirral? Yes, um, on the Wirral, they were always there, uh, yes. after here, and there's more and more out there. Like I say, the BSLM, British Society of Lifestyle Medicine as well, a really good website if you want to learn more, yeah. um, you know, um, uh, about where this fits in for everyone. everyone. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. It's been lovely talking to you. I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Louise. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Conversations on the Menopause with me, Louise Halliday. For a positive approach to your hormonal transition, please visit my website, atreraaromatics.com. That's Atrera, O-T-R-E-R-A, where we celebrate the nature of womanhood. You can also find me across various social media platforms. Thank you for listening and please feel free to contact me with any questions or to join the conversation. I really hope you'll join me again next time.